I do what's sustainable for me and not overwhelming. Yeah. Simplify it. And she's really good at understanding, okay, I know it's roughly going to be about this much I can spend on these things during this week of the month or this much during the month. And she's just she just knows that intuitively after doing it so long. Mm-hmm. Um, but what was hard is when we had everything all segmented out, when we were sharing accounts, and I was trying to make her do finances and the accounting the, the way I did, that was just another thing for her to manage. And that's not fair. Like She's already trying to manage all these other things going on in life you know yeah. so it's like simplicity yeah that's just what yeah. i want to be it worked welcome to the stewardship podcast where we help you take care of important things in your life to be a good steward so today we're gonna be talking about stewarding finances with your spouse my name is daniel and i'm here with grant hi grant hello and Grant's wonderful wife, Jody. Hi, Daniel. Hi, Jody. Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you. We're so glad to have you here today. Uh, we're going to be talking about something that's crazy to me. You guys have separate bank accounts? Ooh. What? Yes, yes we do. What? Yep. We talked about this in a previous episode. Uh, we teased it. Mm-hmm. It was a teaser. So for all those diehard fans, it's time to pay off the teaser. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is like the after credit scene payoff. Yeah. Finally. Um, so yeah, you guys have separate bank accounts and I've heard so many times that that is like a marriage killer. Um, it, it, we learned it in FPU that it will destroy your marriage. Mm -hmm. I heard it from, uh, the married couple that, uh, did pre-marriage counseling with me and Heather before we got married. Mm -hmm. And then we proceeded to tell other couples that when we did pre-marriage counseling, you've got to combine your finances. Don't do this separately. Yep. It'll cause problems. Yep. So so you guys have tons of problems then? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, actually, I think I can say uh, I can I can say confidently that by us having two separate bank accounts, it has actually made our marriage better and reduced friction in our marriage as it pertains to finances. It has solved some problems. Yeah. Wow, that's quite yeah. a claim. And we're Christian, and we're still married, and we love like, each other. We still love each other. <laughs> like, yeah. Wow. So all of those things that people might be thinking, it's no. You can have separate bank accounts and still be Christian. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So if you guys have separate bank accounts, mm-hmm. does that mean you guys can, like, you're you're doing stuff without each other knowing? There's all this secrecy, all this hidden stuff going on. Because I think that's the fear. That's typically what will that that's what will cause problems in marriages. So. Can you guys see everything you're doing? Yes. Um, this is separate bank accounts, but it's still unified finances. Mm. Uh, we're both on the same page with our finances. We both have the same purpose in our finances. And we both have a budget that that we agreed upon and worked together on uh, with our finances. How And as a result, uh, even though we do have two separate bank accounts, um, I have full transparency. You can see everything that she does in her account and she could see everything that I do in my account. Shoot, I, she has full transparency in everything in my life. She knows all the passwords to all the things. If she ever wanted to mm. see any of my stuff, uh, she could see it all, uh, including my bank account. Um, and I do the same for her, right? Yep. It's there, and I don't really even remember any of the passwords because <laughs> I know that I can get to them if I need to, so it's like not a thing really. Um, I think the foundation is trust. Yeah. And yeah. just knowing that we have full transparency, 
And if he asks me something or wants to see something, he can access it himself. He doesn't have to come through me to see my finances. Yep. I think that's really the ethos behind the stuff we learned in FBU and the stuff in pre-marriage counseling. Is mm-hmm. like things should be combined for accountability, for transparency. We shouldn't be separating because you're becoming one in a marriage. Yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty important. Listeners, if you don't know how to get on the same page with your finances with your spouse, we have a podcast about that. Yeah. Um, we had Grant and Jody on before, so I'll put a link in the in the show notes. But if everything is visible and combined, except the accounts, then why did you do it? It sounds more complicated than necessary. Yeah. Well, I think it's it is something that worked for us after trying things for years that did not work for us mm-hmm. as far mm-hmm. as budgeting and spending and all that stuff because we both see money a little differently or I guess as Grant says we engage with money differently. Yeah. And so um that we tried many things over the years, different budgets uh, all under the same account and there was always like some kind of tension or some kind of friction or um some kind of like I felt like I was going to get in trouble or, Mm. and I, I never did, but like, I just felt like I was like the kid in the relationship and he was the parent. And, um, so this, when we started doing this a few years ago, it was like total freedom for me yet, um, we're unified and we're on the same page and we both stick to a budget an agreed upon budget. Mm. And this is the way that helps me do that. He didn't have a problem sticking with the budget. I always had a problem sticking with the budget. And so this uh, gives me freedom with my budget, but still allows me to stay within it without being like, "Uh oh, you know, did I mess up? Did I do it wrong? So, yeah, the the important thing for people to hear is it's okay, Mm. And it's okay if you and your spouse think about money and engage with money differently. Like no one person thinks about money or engages with money in the exact same way as the next. Um, Jody and I think about money and engage with money differently. And that's okay. And I would even say it's more than okay. It's actually good because those differences help us challenge each other, teach us how to better engage each other in our relationship and so much more. So rather than fighting to try to act the same way, and engage with our finances in one account, we just removed that friction. And Mm. we are unified in our finances, but I have an account so that I can engage with finances in a way that works for me and in the way that's natural for me and the way that my brain works. And she has her own account so that she can engage with the finances in in, in a way that, that works for her. So practically speaking, like I am all about segmenting the budget Mm. and I've got a ton of different line items in the checking account for basically every single bill that I'm responsible for and that I kind of manage and and take over. And it's great. And it works really well for me and and my brain just segmenting that way and reconciling things and being more detailed is is super helpful. Where with Jody, that adds friction and frustration to her life. I mean, how many line items and budget like, uh, I don't know, three to five, but yeah. sometimes I don't even separate them. I just have, here's my chunk of money yeah. and I can use it how I want in this pay period. Um, sometimes I separate it to see how much I'm kind of spending on each thing. And sometimes I don't. And it is, so we, our 
a one income household. So it's not like I make my own money and that mm. is what I spend and he makes his own money. So it's not divided like that. Yeah, it's it's our money. Yeah. Like right. the the income that comes into our household is not mine because I'm quote unquote the wage earner. It's ours. Like and that's been something we've talked about from the beginning of our marriage. So mm. when income comes into our house, it's it's an hour thing because I know for a fact that without her love, her support, and all the work that she puts in behind the scenes, that income does not come in the way that it, it does. Yeah. And the same is true when, when stewardship was first started. We were living off of her income basically as, as a teacher. And when that was coming in, it wasn't her income. It was ours. And that's just an attitude that we have and, and I think proof of the fact that we are unified in our finances. But she has the freedom and the autonomy to... Uh, use the, the the finances however she wants and engage with the finances however she wants within her account. And we have boundaries that we agree upon, you know, in our budget. But I also am allowed to be uh, as detailed and as nerdy as I want to in my account. <laughs> and I don't have to worry about it bothering her or frustrating her or irritating yeah. her. And I don't yeah. have to worry about like, I want to talk to her about this, but I don't want to irritate her. But this is how I would have done it. And I wish she would do it this way. Like there's none of that anymore. Yeah, uh, which which yep. is great. It's just this agreed upon set amount, the budget. We stick to it. We have a plan for our monthly and yearly finances. We're on board with that. And then the individual like nitty gritty things, we decide how we want to do those on our own. Yeah, we keep the main thing, the main thing. And, and I think not only is it OK if, you know, we both think about finances and engage with finances differently. There's also a reality that. The finance things that I've taken on in our relationship are more structured and regimented. Mm. They are monthly bills that are recurring. You know, there's a rhythm to them and you just know that they're coming and you can count on them. Whereas the finance stuff that Jody handles and takes care of and that she uh, manages and leads, those aren't really like that. The things that she's doing, I mean, it could be a, a kid's sport sporting event or, or she wants to bless a, a certain it's family. It's the weekly spending. Yeah. It's everything from eating out, groceries, yeah. to entertainment, to, yeah, the kid's sporting events, to whatever it is. So it's the weekly spending that can vary, you know, from week to week or month to month. Yeah. Um, but I have to rein it in within the budget. Yeah. So. Like, we know that we, we can't spend more than a certain amount on those things throughout a year. But it's not as much of a rhythm in her life for those things that she's in charge of versus the rhythm that I have in my life based on things I'm in charge of. So yeah. not only is it okay if you think about money differently, but you likely have different types of bills and things. Yeah. So you probably need to engage with things a little bit differently. Yeah. And it sounds like your way, Grant, of being very detailed and very uh, divided up would be – it would be really hard to do that. With the stuff that's so flexible and so unexpected, mm-hmm. it, w- yeah. it would take a lot more work and effort to to stay on top of it. Mm-hmm. Because if you schedule transactions for all the bills that automatically pull, well, that's easy. It's scheduled. It's it can go in the back of my head, and I don't have to think about it. But if I have to think about buying, you know, new shoes or sporting equipment and mm-hmm. food, those things vary so much, yep. and it it would be hard to stay on top of it. Yeah, it's not something exactly. you can schedule yep. even. So it makes sense why you guys broke that up. I do what's sustainable for me and not overwhelming. Yeah. Simplify it. And she's really good at understanding, um, you know, based on managing her side of the finances for so long. She's really good at knowing like, okay, 
I know it's roughly going to be about this much I can spend on these things during this week of the month or this much during the month. And she's just, she just knows that intuitively after doing it so long. Mm-hmm. Um, but what was hard is when we had everything all segmented out, when we were sharing accounts and I was trying to make her do the finances and the accounting the, the way I did, she would have to like, you know, take from one budget line item to pay for other things mm-hmm. and was constantly like borrowing from one envelope to pay for the other. And that was just another thing for her to manage. And that's not fair. Like she's already trying to manage all these other things going on in life, you know? Yeah. So it's like simplicity. Yeah. That's just what yeah. I want to be. Yeah, yeah. It worked. Yeah. There's a couple of things I want to touch on though. I feel like the mindset of our income is our income, not mine and your income. That's one of the vital mindsets that combining your finances and this whole ethos of you better not have separate bank accounts is kind of getting at. Mm. So I think they're trying to go back to that mindset to make sure that when couples are starting out, they, they do think of their income as their income together. Um, so it makes sense. I get it. But like once you're in a marriage and you know each other more and you've, you've learned behaviors, it's important to do then what you guys have done. And that's not try to force your spouse to be someone they're not. Mm-hmm. I think that's so important. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something that a lot of couples probably have to learn the hard way. Hmm. Yeah, um, we did. I mean, for sure. And Grant, I love that you said that that's not fair to her. She's managing so many things. And Jody, you're, you were working so hard to, to do these things to then add, I also have to do my homework of filling out the spreadsheet yeah, or whatever. No, thanks. <laughs> I, I'm detecting that you guys really approached this out of love for one another, mm. which is a big deal. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people, if you're considering doing this in your own marriage, make sure that that's the motivation. And it's yeah. not, the motivation isn't the division right. and the lack of accountability. Right. But it's, I want to take care of my spouse and I want my spouse to appreciate life more. Yep. Yeah, it's not about, oh man, I'm so annoyed in trying to do finances the exact same way with somebody who doesn't want to do it that way. Let's stop being annoyed with each other. Sure, that's that's a part of the thinking. Right. But you're right. Yeah, the the heart behind it is man, this isn't fair to do this to Jody, but not only that she deserves it better. She deserves mm-hmm. better than having the nerd of the finances in the family try to lord things over her. Mm-hmm. Like she said at the beginning she felt like the child in a parent-child relationship. What? No, like it's our money. It's our household. And that's not fair. And it's not what she deserves. And I wanted to be willing to think outside the box, do something different that uh, created for both of us a scenario that allowed us to kind of thrive, but also be even more united, which sounds crazy. But we're more united, I'd say, in our finances because we have two separate accounts. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So even just thinking about that, like. Uh, if it's not working, consider other options, consider, you know, conversations with your spouse about this is, this is the way that we were taught to do it, but somehow it's not working with us. What can we, what can we strategize to come up with something different that's respectful, but still on the same, we're still on the same foundation. It's still our finances. But then how do you then take that income and decide what goes into each account? And how does it not just become like, I didn't get my allowance this month. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I don't treat it like an allowance. I don't think she thinks about it like an allowance. Again, it's yeah. it's our income. And, right. Um, the money that goes into my account to spend my bills is also her money, right? Mm-hmm. The same way that the money that goes into her account is is, is also my money. Like it's, it's an us thing. Uh, but we look at it through the lens of a budget. Mm-hmm. And um, I put together a budget that is kind of like something that we look at and should work over a 12-month period. So each year. Uh, but it works on a, a monthly basis. Um, if we used to, when we first started, it'd be something that we looked at pretty often. 
And, yeah. you know, as we were figuring out the realities of yeah. what our uh, outgoing um, finances needed to be or outgoing expenses. Yeah. Like anything, when you start something, you, you don't know how, what you're doing and you make yeah. mistakes. And the same thing was true with us when we started budgeting. Oh, we forgot about this or, oh, this is not the way it should be. Ah, and we made adjustments to the, the monthly budget basically every month for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now it's to a place where, um, you know, I'm the one who kind of looks at the budget and, and manages it and reconciles it. And I do that mostly on a quarterly basis, sometimes every other month. Uh, but at the very least, once a year, maybe a few times a year, we're looking at it as a whole and saying, hey, this is, is, is this the plan we want to go with? What adjustments do we need to make? How do, can and how should we make changes with this? Um, we do that almost every year in December for sure. And then just after Christmas, but then sometimes... Uh, we'll make adjustments to it throughout the year. But even though we have separate accounts, they are linked. So okay. I, I set up auto transfers from my account to hers Okay, on those paydays. So that's how it works practically. Yeah. Just yeah. give me my spending money. That's all. <laughs> I don't care how it gets there. Just make sure the right amount's there oh, and it man. comes through. Should you count on Social Security when you retire? So there's news recently that the Social Security Trust Fund would be depleted by 2033 if there's no corrective action taken by Congress. So what does that mean? First, uh, how Social Security works, current workers pay benefits of current retirees. For years, there's been excess from workers, and that goes into this trust fund that's been growing. But because there's um, projected to be more retirees, more money will be taken from that trust fund and it will be depleted by 2033. So what does this mean? It does not mean that Social Security is going to be depleted by 2033 because there will always be workers paying the benefits of retirees. However, they are predicting a 24% reduction in benefits. So for you, it would be wise and prudent to plan on maybe not having full Social Security. Make projections about a reduction in benefits, save and invest more to try to bridge that shortfall. And I would say that's where most of our conversations are happening in our finances throughout the year. Where it's less about the budget, but more about like, hey, this is something that's outside the budget. Should we try to find something for it in the budget or should we use savings? And that's Mm -hmm. more of where our conversations are. It's where our needs have changed or we want Mm -hmm. to add in another expense or inflation or whatever. Like, here's the reality now. I can't grocery shop on this amount of money. Mm -hmm. So we have to change something. Obviously, when changes happen, you guys deal with that together because it's not separate finances. (laughs) Yep, exactly. I don't love money and geek out on money as much as he does. So... I I fully trust him. He makes a lot of the financial decisions that are outside of our daily or weekly or monthly spending. I don't even know like how much our mortgage is. I, there's so many things I don't know because I don't care. It bogs me down. Those details, mm. they don't add any value to me. And I, I just don't need to know all those things. I just I need to know how much I spend on groceries every week and how mm-hmm. much my outgoing expenses are and um, can we accommodate for those. And so... Yeah, I, I fully trust him with so much of it and don't care to know a lot of the details. And I'm very thankful that he takes ownership and is responsible in those areas. So I don't have to. It's a burden to me to know all that stuff. And so I just do as minimal as possible and yeah. touch base as we need to. And two of the things that she just said are extremely important to me. Mm. Um, and and for those that are listening, 
uh, p- please, please hear this. This is a big deal. She said trust and she said Thanksgiving. She mm. trusts me and she's thankful for the work that I do put in. Mm. And she does a great job of telling me that. Uh, she does a great job of letting me know she she trusts me. She does a great job of saying thanks throughout the year uh, for the work that, that I'm doing with the budgeting and, and, and all of that. Although she doesn't know exactly what our mortgage payment is, she does know it fits within our budget. And she's thankful yeah. and trusts me that, that it is all fitting within that. Yeah. And um, that means so much to me. That means so much to me. And rather than just fighting her on trying to get on, quote unquote, my level with the finances and <laughs> like, instead of that, I, I now get this support and love and trust and thanksgiving. Uh, for the work that I put in. And at the same time, I am so grateful and thankful for the work that she puts in because the finances she manages are so different than mine. I'm a yeah. good spender. So you, he's you thankful are. for that. <laughs> you are good. Yeah. You make sure he's dressed nice. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> in his black t-shirt every day. Every day. <laughs> uh, something else you mentioned, Jody, that stuck out to me, and I want to call this out, uh, is that you, you don't know the amount of the mortgage payment. And um, something that that means, if if another couple is trying to do this this way, it means you guys have to have a legacy drawer because if if Grant, if you were to die, mm-hmm. God forbid, mm-hmm. Jody's going to need to know the mortgage payment. Yeah. And we just put out a blog today or yesterday as of recording this. It'll be a couple weeks ago uh, as of listening. But you got to have a place where she can find that. Mm-hmm. And so you said you know all his passwords, Jody? Mm-hmm. I do, yeah. He just yep. refreshed me the other day. He's like, in case anything ever happens, you know, the finances are here, 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 here. And I'm like, yep. And I'm yeah. sure he's told me that. I'm sure he's told me the mortgage before. I'm sure he's right. told me different things. Right. But it's in one ear and out the other. I don't, totally. I don't give it much attention. Um, so, yes. But we do have a place you, he that has I saved can, it. Yeah, yeah. I can find it. Yeah. Um, there is a system and process in place. Mm-hmm. And that if something happens to me, she knows where to access it and how to engage yourself in it, correct? Yeah, yeah, I think that's super important. So check out the blog that we have. I'll link to that as well. I didn't expect to link to that because it didn't seem, I didn't connect it before, but it totally makes sense. Yeah, so now we're going to get into some guardrails then. If, if you do want to do this, if, if you feel like finances are a stress point in your marriage, listeners, we have some guardrails for you. Yep, and it doesn't have to look like us, but here's some guardrails to, if it's not, wor- if your system is not working right. for you, do these things and figure out what, does work for you probably won't look like ours right yeah it would look different for heather and i if we were to, to do this i can't reconcile quarterly <laughs> much more often to feel secure in my finances so the first guardrail is what we've talked about a little bit full transparency and access yeah um do not do this unless you are giving the other person full transparency and they can see you whenever they want yeah um, and they need to be able to access it without having to ask you for it yeah. um not because like just, hey, I don't want to hide things, which is important. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I, I don't want to have anything in my life where, like, the, the devil can do some crazy stuff. And there are times yeah. where the devil might put a foothold in Jody's mind or my mind about anything that I'm doing on my own individually. So now if the if the foothold's ever there in her mind, she knows all I got to do is log in and check. Mm-hmm. And whether that's my social media account or whether that's the bank account, she can do that whenever without ever having to ask for me. But the real reason why it's got to be full transparency and full access is because there are times where it's just easier for me to be able to log in whenever I want and figure out the thing or execute the thing uh, mm-hmm. to, to help or to help our unified finance goals come to life. So, yeah, that's very important. Full transparency, full access got to happen. Yeah. And with that, the finances are still merged. 
Yeah, it, it's merged finances, just two different accounts. Yeah. Um, and then the second one, then, which is very connected to this, is trust. The trust is so important. You've got to trust each other to pursue the family's goal with finances. What it looks like, practically, as far as the second step is concerned, when you trust well, it means that you're giving freedom to the other person. Mm-hmm. I'm not micromanaging what Jody's doing in her account. Yep. That was that was a huge game changer and why the system works for us because then I didn't feel like I had to, why did you spend this much at Target? I don't know. I just walked in and spent some money. Like why? So now it's, if I stick to the budget, I don't have to answer detailed questions. I right. stick to the budget. I'm, we're still on the same page. Yeah. yeah. And, and not only am I not micromanaging her, but I'm not, I'm not teasing her about things. Mm-hmm. I'm not... Um, trying to manipulate to, to to make things go in one particular situation, um, the trust and freedom means full autonomy and full support that she can do and manage her account however she wants, as long as the main thing is staying the main thing. Yeah, and yeah. the same is true of me. Like, she, she, if if I fall outside of the main thing, she's going to be pretty upset. But she gives me freedom and doesn't tease me about all the stinking. <laughs> reconcile categories. categories and things that I have like that's it's okay so give full trust which means give them freedom yeah yeah and if if the full transparency and the full trust are difficult this probably isn't right for you but also maybe there's some other problems within the marriage anyway that yeah. need to be addressed mm-hmm. so if you're listening to this and you're like well I don't I don't think I can trust my spouse with that uh it's Put up some more have, guardrails. Yeah, it's important to have some more yeah. conversations then. And then money problems aren't about money at that point anyway. So Yeah, I mean, there's there's two areas of, of trust issues. One can be, I just don't trust my spouse. That's where you'd be like, oh, you, might, you, you probably need to have some conversations, maybe mm-hmm. get involved with a, a counselor so you can have these uh, conversations and make them have the biggest impact. Yeah. But the other is like, I don't know if I trust them with that because they're just not good with it. Mm-hmm. They're not, they're not, that's not one of their giftings. They're not really great with staying on track of that. So if I gave access to an account and they could do whatever they want, they just, they might not even trust themselves, which is fine. And that's where you do what Jody says, just put up some more guardrails. Yeah. Uh, still allow some of the freedom and access and, and, and give that trust, but maybe change the way that the money goes in or goes out or whatever that looks like. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Yes. It's important that we don't just do what we're told because we think that's how it's supposed to be. It's important that we look at our own relationships and determine what will work for that relationship. And that's what you guys have done. And that's what we want our listeners to do is to don't just do exactly what Grant and Jody do because you're not Grant and Jody. Yep. Nope. Then the third one, uh, if all that trust is in place and all the transparency is there and you guys are rolling with it, you've got to be intentionally encouraging with each other, right? Huge. Yeah. Yes. You've heard a little bit of it just in this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, Jody has said some things and I've said some things that are encouraging to one another. And that's yeah. important. And I've intentionally said some of these things and I've intentionally heard some things from her. Um, this has been a big deal for us because it's removed some of the friction and some of the frustration in finances and in our relationship. But this has been a great thing for us because it allows us an opportunity to intentionally encourage one another. Mm-hmm. Like Jody does it differently than me, but she does a great job and I can give her high fives and encourage her and tell her she's doing great. Um, when we make adjustments to the budget or when our savings is going in the right direction, it's very easy for me to tell her like, look, because you're sticking with the plan and you're keeping the main thing, the main thing, 
we're able to do A, B, or C, or X, Y, or Z, or our savings is, is doing what it's doing. And the same is true for her. She is intentionally encouraging me all the time about finances and just the actions we're taking and the trust she has in me and, and the wisdom that we're putting into that. Uh, and it means a lot. It means a lot. Um, so you, you got to have transparency. Yes, you, you must give trust and freedom to your spouse. But it's that transparency, that trust and freedom and a system like this will go a whole lot further if you're intentionally encouraging each other about how well they're doing with finances. I mean, really, let's ask the question, like, when was the last time you said something encouraging to your spouse about how they manage the finances? Mm. Yep. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. some people might be like, I don't remember last time, right? Yeah. But it, that's an important thing. That's an important thing to encourage each other about. And also noticing our strengths and weaknesses individually. Mm. Like if I were taking on too many of the bills or anything like that, it probably would not go well and so I recognize that I, I suck in a lot of the finance areas and he's really strong in it. So let's let him have a bulk of it so that it can work a little bit better yeah. in that way. And if I had to manage some of the finances that don't have those like kind of automatic rhythms, like some of those bills and things that I'm currently managing, and I tried to do it with... <laughs> with my system? With, well, yeah. with my system, it would like freak me out. I would get overworked. I would stress out and I'd be... I'd spend way too much time on it, right? Yeah. Uh, so she's really good at managing those versus how I manage mine. Yeah, yeah. And Jody, I, I relate with you a little bit more in that I my thinking about finances is a bit more flexible. Um, and and I know with with own, within my own marriage, it's caused challenges because um, Heather thinks differently than I do. And so I know encouragement would go a really long way with me. What is what's a time that Grant has really encouraged you or a situation? Can you think of something that, that has just felt so impactful? Um, I think as we've been able to meet some of our financial goals, like be able to purchase something that we've saved for or be able mm -hmm. to take a trip because we've saved for and he acknowledges like, hey, this we're able to do this because you stick to your budget yeah. every time so that we can, if you were constantly going over, we would not have the savings or the money to be able to put away for this. Um, and so that does make me feel like, oh, I am making a difference for our family and I am really, you know, helping and contributing to it all. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. And I think that's a tip. Even if you're, you have the same bank account as your spouse, mm -hmm. encourage your spouse in the yeah. things they do differently than you. Mm -hmm. yep. uh, yeah. The differences can always cause so much uh, hardship and so much friction in in any area and so if we can just recognize that it's more of an opportunity for harmony it'd be a big deal yeah look if, if you're listening to this episode there's a very good chance you're listening to it on your own um that's what you and i do jody like we have our i have my podcast you have yours but every <laughs> once in a while uh you'll tug on me and say hey I, I i want to listen to this podcast with you right yeah. And I'll do the same thing. Like, hey, I, I want to listen to this podcast with you. Um, here's your call to action after listening to this episode. Uh, go talk to your spouse and say, hey, I want to listen to a podcast with you. And listen to this episode together. I'm not saying you need to do exactly what we do and separate your accounts. But I think it's wise for us to evaluate where we're at in our relationship with finances, how we're looking at finances. And hopefully as you listen to this, it can create a conversation that creates more unity, uh, more joy, and more mm -hmm. peace in, in your relationship and in your finances. Yeah. So listen to it with a spouse. And uh, I think that was actually probably a good closing. We probably don't need a different one. Yeah, sounds good. <laughs>